Hello, everybody. Welcome back to CORE. This is CORE episode, I don't know, 215. It's uh, Wednesday, April 1st, 2020. Not really feeling in the mood for any April Fool's jokes. But if you support the show on Patreon, you just uh, heard yourself a really fantastic pre-show with some stories of our childhood. Uh, well, I've got some April Fool's shenanigans. Oh, do you have some shenanigans? What did you do? I cut my hair. Oh, what? Let's see. It's shorter than it was. And I know it looks long still. But it's about half the length it was. Half the length, really? I feel like naked. Yeah, because it all just curls up and bunches up. So I don't know if you guys really notice it, but were you it like down uh, the, cousin? It was, it? It's basically it was touching the top of my butt crack. Ooh, uh, it's That's very not very long hair. No, no, I was fine there. the The problem wasn't the length; it's the knots. I got I was combing constantly or brushing constantly. I Did just, you ever wake up? Knots. You ever wake up in the middle of the night just strangling on your own hair? That ever happened? Yes. Really? Yeah. Wow. Not strangling, but just like, oh my god, what's got me? Ah! And just pulling the it's hair all torn out. Torn yeah, that would be hard. Do you yeah. brush it out every day like a lady? I usually tie it up. What ends up happening <laughs> is if you wash it or in shower, get a wet, wash it, and then you don't take care of it after the shower. Yeah. And I'm a boy. I don't know if that's sexist or not, but like I take a shower and I'm out and dripping everywhere, barely toweled off and yeah. moving on with my life. Yeah. I don't do crimping or any sort of bathroom business. But what it ends up happening is if you say you go to sleep, make the mistake of falling asleep, taking a nap on the couch after showering, which is a thing to do, your hair will not. Mm. And they don't come out easy. At one point this summer, I had like a dread in the back that it took me 16 hours to untangle. Oh, my Lord. Really? And my mom help a few hours and stuff. And I was like, no, no, I'll keep my hair long. But um, I trimmed it. That's freaking brutal, dude. I couldn't do it. It's not long hair, but it's just not epic. According to John, you also leave a bar of soap with a big, uh, weird, fuzzy thing on it. Right, John? You know, we know where that was. (laughs) We know where it came from. It's not a mystery. Sliding up and down that ass crack, getting clean. (laughs) (laughs) That's Uh, how you clean the bum. (laughs) LizCon 2017. 16. 17. I thought it was Nerdtacular. Oh, was it? I thought it was BlizzCon. That's when I shared the room with Bo and experienced uh, everything that comes with sharing a room with Bo, which is a great period of things. I completely forgot about that. Oh, yeah, Dan was there. Dan was, you know what? Dan was lovely. I will talk about Dan at any point. Dan did not have any memorable stories from staying with him. Real reliable guy, that Dan. Yeah, you can count no, on him. he's amazing, nice, wonderful. <laughs> I miss seeing him, honestly. Yeah, we should play games with him again. He was Bo very... left a mark, literally. Yeah. <laughs> <on soap. laughs> well, a mark is what we do here on Core. We're glad to be here. We're going to talk about games, gaming, and the things that have to do with those two things. So sit tight and enjoy. <laughs> All right, uh, let's start with a few things going on this week uh, amid this coronavirus mess. Uh, April Fool's Day happened today, but I didn't notice near as much stuff as uh, usual. And I think that's probably a good thing, right? I've noticed zero so far. Yeah, I think most people did the right thing and didn't do anything. Right. You know what I kept thinking, though? There's going to be some, I was talking about this morning on the show, there's got to be some social media manager somewhere at some company who back in January said, you know what, I'm going to cue this up. So it happens on the day. I'll just schedule it here in tweet deck or some, you know, other corporate thing they're using to do their tweets. And they, and they queued it all up to just blast out on the day and then forgot all about it. <laughs> all this time came, bunch of stuff's happened since then. They may not even work there anymore. And then today, boom, automatically at midnight, some terrible idea ended up on the internet. Now I don't know if that's actually true or if it did, but I, I just, 
I just know somebody somewhere screwed up. Still waiting for someone to dress up as coronavirus and chase people in the street because uh, you know that's a kind of youtube video you know harassing people yeah a genre you expect one of those uh who's the kid like logan paul went to yes. know, the suicide force it was like hey dead people man yep. <laughs> like there's some young person who's like i know what i'll do i'll dress up as coronavirus yeah jump out of bushes at people it's that that logan paul kid or his brother jake one of those two chuckleheads would do it those those kids and you know the the, the fabric of our culture is richer for them yeah i think not, not true at all we're poorer for, for for them i think anyway um but uh it would seem pretty light i didn't actually check the blizzards blizzard stuff did anybody look at that see yeah they, they did some stuff yeah it, you know they they do their thing and it's fine i mean i don't want to necessarily call just them out but i think you know i think in general this was kind of like even last year when there wasn't anything else going on mm-hmm. it seemed a little like a little bit like i was hearing more people complain about april fool's day than actually saw april fool's day jokes yeah now we've got this going on it just seemed like maybe not the time especially when people are stuck in home and they're like oh i want to play something i want to do something maybe teasing content that isn't actually coming to your video game in the best time to do that um so it was probably eh, probably a good idea to skip it some people did i think a lot of people did i heard a rumor that only one person at blizzard's in charge of that now there used to be a big team effort to do funny jokes every year. And there used to be a lot of graphics involved and other stuff. Now it's like one person. They do all of it. Most of it's written. And you don't get a lot of other backup from the rest of the company. I think they've I think they've kind of let that stuff slide to the side a little bit, not be as an important thing for them to do every year. Um, whereas it used to be a bit of a bigger deal. But Overwatch had googly eyes on all the characters. That was kind of funny. I like that. And that doesn't hurt nobody. I have no problem with that kind of stuff, by the way. If you're going to take a day like this and say, hey, what if uh, every character in Overwatch had googly eyes for the full for the whole day? That's pretty cool. I like that. Well, I think I think, yeah. And especially and I I guess I don't know. Is it actually in the game? Like, yeah, I think it it is. It's one thing when you actually put something in the game, because then you're kind of turning it into a mini holiday. Right. Right. It's sort of like oh, we're doing a big Christmas event or something. And it's just April Fool's Day is another event. Right. And I think that stuff's cool. You know, I I think that sort of thing is in the spirit of treating it like it's a holiday. I think maybe what's a little less fun is if you're like, hey, Mercy's in Heroes of the Storm. And then you just show a bunch of healers that are already in Heroes of the Storm with Mercy's head photoshopped on top of them. (laughs) And you're like, psych. It's like, yeah, I really would have liked some Heroes content, actually. Uh, Because, you know, I'm bored at home, stuck here. But thanks. I guess I didn't laugh at it. Open Bayou says, I didn't see if Think Geek did anything. Think Geek doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) They're gone. They were gobbled up by GameStop and no longer exist in the form they were in. The website doesn't even take you there anymore. It takes you to GameStop. Um, Yeah, like I like uh, I like that maybe we're getting to an evolutionary period in the Internet where we're knowing the difference between the two that. A silly in-game joke, like in gaming in particular, is fine. Just lying to people is not... I'm tired of that. Like, it's not funny to go, did you guys hear? Like your example. Here comes Mercy coming to Heroes of the Storm finally. Can't wait to see her in there. They're not doing that. But if they had done that, I would have been annoyed. No, they did do that. Oh, they did? This year they did? Yeah. Oh, I'm annoyed by that then. I don't. That's just a lie to me. Like, it's actually... A, it's You could put Mercy in Heroes of the Storm. It's not an unheard of idea to figure out a way to do it. 
If they did actually do that, then that annoys me because why bother? You're just making up a story that doesn't exist and you're going to have some people who buy it and then other people who make fun of those people. And at the end of the day, it wasn't really fun, but googly eyes on your characters, that's funny. That's cool. You can go see that. You can log into the game and see it and maybe that gets you to play a little more Overwatch. Yeah, I am actually surprised. Uh, I guess I should also clarify, I don't know if Blizzard did it, but somebody today, because I still, you know, we still have a lot of heroes people on social media and stuff like that. And I did see some of it get retweeted, clearly labeled as April Fool's. Mm. So, Mm. you know, some effort was made, but it's just, eh, I don't know. It's just, again, I'm not saying it's it's anything they're doing that's, that's um what's the word i'm looking for they're not doing anything with malice yeah they're just it's just a it's just a dumb lie and i don't like those kinds of they're not great jokes like i like a funny joke like give me a thing that's funny like the onion is funny you never once look at the onion unless you're really stupid and go oh that's real news no you never do you know you see you get the humor you get the sarcasm like find a way to do that it's a fine line it's hard to do i don't think this is for everybody but this year, it seemed like there were a lot less people. And I'm always, I am still surprised how many people hadn't heard this week. Because tonight's not the first time they hadn't heard Think Geek was gone. Everybody's like, what's going on with Think Geek? I'm like, when's the last time you went there? They have been gone for three years or something? I think it's because we all only went on April Fool's. I mean, good point. That's, that's a <laughs> that's good point. That's the last time I went to Think Geek. Yeah, it's been a while for me. Um, I don't know, Bo, did you see anything today where you were like, Oh, no, you already said you hardly saw anything, right? I saw zero April Fool stuff, but, I, I mean, I'm still at work. Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> like, and yeah. this, the tone at, at the office place is definitely not one that's conducive to, you know, filling someone's desk full of balloons or something like that. Mm. So Is that true all year? I ever tell you about the April Fool's I got pulled on me, though? No. At work? Tell us. That was very epic. Tell us. I, at an old job, I used to work at, <clears throat> as a manager, at a team of about 30 people that were working under me. And so April 1st comes along and I don't pay attention. Mm. So I show up to the office and no one shows up for work. Whoa. They don't call, they don't call in sick in call in sick, not call out sick. sick? They didn't call in sick. (laughs) And, um, the, I had, I was freaking out. I'm like, literally everyone did that. So I go to my boss and I'm like, my team didn't show up. I'm pissed. So anyways, uh, someone called and said they were they paid an April Fool's joke and they were all waiting at some place nearby. At the, and I was like, totally unacceptable for the business, whatever. So I got mad and I'm like, I have to issue disciplinary reports and document your file for 32 people, basically. Mm. And I'm discussing this with my boss, right? So I get up in front of 32 of them in a boardroom and give them all shit, tear them down, strip them off a new one, saying it was a very bad idea of an April Fool's joke never do it again and then my director says ah! <laughs> and she's the one that had set up the whole thing wow. to make me, like she got me super bad had me give everyone a document have me make this big speech giving everyone shit and stripping them down and she's like should we take it any farther <laughs> and i was pissed uh, i was so mad see that sucks but it was a good april fool's joke is I mean, it no though one is it because because well, they know that I will react very strongly in situations like that. I, I feel I like it's, a, but see, I think that's mean to you. If they know that, why would they want to do that to you? Like you're, you're a nice well, guy. One, they know I'm good natured at the end of the day. I really don't hold grudges or get angry. Maybe that's why they, oh. you know, thought it would be fun. 
Yeah. You should and have, I think my boss wanted to mess with me. So whatever. You should have farted but, on Jan, uh, Janice from Accounting's <laughs> Donut that day in the break room. That's what you should have done. No. How is that an April Fool's Day joke? <laughs> what, farting what? on You her? fell for it. I farted on your food and you didn't anticipate <laughs> That's exactly my point. That's exactly my point. When you hoist these things on people, they're not jokes. They're just mean, kind of, right? Aren't they just kind yeah, of mean? Yeah, but all, 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 I mean, everything like that's an aggression. Yeah. Like, if you take something and fool somebody, it's it's um, an offensive maneuver or, you know, it's an aggressive maneuver, even if it's the tamest, quietest thing. Right. You know? That's why I like the I googly know. eyes. Cause you can just say, ha, look at, look at a uh, uh, freaking soldier 76 with the googly eyes. That's hilarious. And then, and you're done. And it is funny cause it's weird looking and you know, what's going to go away. It's like big head mode and heroes when they did that. Um, that was kind of fun for a hot minute. Like that stuff's good. Just, I don't like the lies. And also, some of the things we heard today on April Fool's Day are worse than terrible April Fool's jokes. For example, Borderlands developer Gearbox is in the news again. Guess what, you guys? It's not a good thing this time around. Is it ever? But anyway, uh, the headline basically goes like this. They, okay, so they pay their employees less than standard rates and then make it up on the back end with, with good sales. And when the good sales come, they pay, they pay on top of that with bonuses. So in theory, you're going to make more. And this is a practice that's in lots of businesses and lots of industries not just gaming um in fact i was a little surprised to hear that they were even doing it because i didn't know that was a thing you could do in there but anyway without a proper union for game developers i guess it makes sense they can do kind of whatever they want but anyway the point is uh pitchford and his executives uh said all right well that's the plan this time if borderlands 3 sells well and it did it sold really well uh you'll get these bonuses they're not paying them now. They just decided not to do it. The sales were still high. They still did really well. I don't know if this is, I, there's been no comment from them to say, well, also it's because of the coronavirus situation, but I, you know, we got to, we got to shore up our, our uh, business or whatever. They, they haven't said that. If they do come out and say that, okay, well, I'll, I'll listen to what they have to say for their reasons. But I think this is just really shitty for them to do this. Um, had the game not sold well, well, them's the breaks because that's how this works when you do profit sharing like this. It's a lot like a movie. You want to get a big actor like Tom Cruise and he says, sure, I'll do it, but I want tons of money on the back end and I'll come in for very little. And if it doesn't make a lot of money, well, then I won't make a lot of money, but I'm willing to make that bet with you. And they do that all the time. They were successful and they're not paying their people. And that, that sucks. Do we agree? Okay, we're back. Sorry, there was a glitch in the matrix. Everything's fine now. All right, Bo, you were apparently you were uh, had some comments, but I couldn't hear them because Discord farted up. So, what were you gonna say? I I think it was on the previous subject, not the Borderlands one. Oh, <laughs> it was pretty far back that we were watching it. I think um, I don't remember what it was. So, oh, all right, uh, yeah. I bet it was amazing. Thanks, Discord. You've you did it again. But I was interested to hear that you had. Uh, equivocally or unequivocally decided not to play Borderlands 3 because I don't think I can do it uh, now. Pitchford is giving you the impression he's a proper penis. A proper penis. And you just don't like what the company represents and the game's not that enticing that you're willing to set that aside. So you're just like, eh, screw these I guys. mean, I, I, I played a lot of 2 and I really liked it and I wanted 3 but they were there was all the weirdness before 3 and that, that soured me. So I was like, well, I'll wait for the Steam one then I guess. And then I was fully intending to get that. 
but just nothing but bad news out of those guys. And then today this, and I'm like, I'm not buying their game. Like that's bad. It definitely seems, it seems, I don't know. There's something, I, I need the whole story on this one because it sounds like they share in the profits of the endeavor, but it sounds like they didn't, you know, by all accounts, it sounds like they blew a ton of money making Borderlands 3. Like, when they quoted, like, it was like, oh, you know, hundred, almost $200 million. Yeah. To, the cost it was $97 million and then another 100 and something million in development costs. Yeah. And I'm like... And I would ask for what? Like, by well, all accounts, that's that what game I was about to is say. barely a step up from Borderlands 2. It's like, oh, yeah. it looks a little better, and it's the yeah. same shit. Yeah. yeah. I, I You scooped me. I was going to say the same thing. It, like, I've oh. been playing it, and I enjoy it, but it's... It does, you know, I'm playing Doom Eternal. I, I, and it's definitely a step up from their um, bar setting first one in 2016. And Borderlands 3 came out way later and basically is just a better running version of Borderlands 2. Yeah. You said something yeah. in our Slack about the they switched from the Unreal four, uh, 3 to 4 engine or something. And in the was... article, it mentions that part of the cost was switching the engine. I mean, some it's hard to tell what's mismanagement and what's just bad fortune. I can pick it up from there. Okay, sorry. We're back again. It's Discord's hard. being weird. Go ahead. It's hard to tell in the case of development, you know, what's bad fortune and what's mismanagement. Yeah. But it sounds like the employees shouldn't be shocked. Mm -hmm. Like, they should know, okay, we're behind schedule. We've met challenges. Like, for them to just find this out at the end game and be surprised by it seems strange to me. Mm. Which maybe makes me think that because I mean my curiosity and Bo, you mentioned this when we were kind of chatting about it earlier is what is their deal? Is their deal, you know, how is the company doing? And based on company um, revenue, are they paid off of that, or is it on the game? If it's on the game and the company stunk it up for a year and they don't want to pay bonuses because of that, that's shitty. Mm. Um, it's understandable, maybe, but that's that's shitty. Um, if it's, you know, they only share in the overall revenue of the company and you got Pitchford dropping bowling balls through the ship constantly every time he gets on social media, you know, then it's unfortunate. Sure. But you're kind of at the whims of who you have helming your ship, you yeah. know, and if you're going mean, to have a chaotic element like that, that's basically a bad news generator. Like, okay, you, you got to be prepared for that at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I there's a bit of a make your bed and sleep in it kind of thing. When it, I, I just feel like you know, I think I'm just saying the same thing you are, John. Just like you know the character of that person and the people there. All right, that we glitched again, but we're back. But John was in the middle of a very impassioned speech. He wants to now pick up where he was. John, lay it on us. Well, no, I don't want to pick up where I was because nobody heard any of it. Oh, did... I want to pick up at the beginning again. Oh. Which is to say that to Bo's point of knowing that there's a chaotic element in your company, the thing that stood out in the article to me that kind of makes me feel bad in spite of that is that by all accounts, they had had previous successes and people had been able to buy houses off of just their bonus alone and things like that. And it was something that their own company bragged about was this whole bonus program and bonus incentive yeah. was like, look at what we did for our employees. Look at how well we treat them. And so I think when you run around as a company and you tout that as a, as a great thing, I think maybe there are people that go, well, yeah, sure. Randy's out there sinking the boat every chance he gets, but it seemed to work out before. Maybe it will work out again. Mm -hmm. Or 
if you find yourself in a toxic environment, sometimes you do the thing where you say, if I just power through this, you know, I just got to get to this goal post, you know, Randy's out there dropping porn at a medieval times. He's yelling at people. He's doing all the things he's going to do. But if I can just get to that bonus, it'll be worth all the blood, sweat and tears I've put in. And I'll just do that. And then to go, well, sorry, guys, bonuses are going to be a lot smaller than anticipated. Uh, we're not doing it. Also, and, and he gets twelve million. Oh yeah, like, he gets he gets paid. And and you know, there's all that sweet epic game store money. You know, like not only was it a best selling game, but they got some extra incentive cash to you know Ugh. pay for things that they <laughs> that they owe. If these like, don't if, they get a cut of that exclusivity money? Like they should. But if they're <laughs> if they're gonna if they're if they're gonna take away these bonuses based on whatever arbitrary reason they're doing it, but he's getting his full 12 million or whatever it is he's taken out of this thing, which I'm sure is all contractual and it's fine. I mean, I know what I would do because your company's not going to last very long. If you keep doing this, I would take some of that money. You got all you need there, Pitchford, unless you got some weird thing on the side. Nobody knows about that's like bleeding you dry. I don't know. Okay. But maybe, maybe just maybe take a little bit of that and do those people right. Like this just feels wrong to me. It feels wrong on lots of levels. And we're, and yeah. it's not even a thing to blame on the on the freaking COVID nineteen mess that we're in right now. It's it, these, no. the sales are done. The game sold really well, and it sold well again on Steam and uh, great on consoles. Like, there's no reason this needs to happen. Even if it was some arbitrary, like, well, it didn't quite reach this fake number we threw out there at the beginning. And despite the fact that Pitchford was online messing us up left and right, and making our company less valuable in the eyes of people, slowly and surely eroding away at the goodwill. And it just didn't quite hit that number. Like, F right off. That sucks. Oh, one of the shocking things as well, just to add on to that too. Sorry, the 140. So that was 90 million to develop the game. And it was 140 million to do the DLC. Ooh, what? Why? What, what? I think that's where their bread is buttered. Like, because Borderlands 2 had four major DLCs, about 10 or 20 skins, a few extra heroes some smaller campaign content, some mini DLCs. It's an extensive bundle of product, like like two to three hundred dollars worth of DLC at full price. Wow. So that's the plan definitely with Borderlands 3. But I just still find it shocking that they spent more on DLC than the base game. I don't understand that's how insane. that works. That doesn't make sense to me. So if they did do that, that may be a whole other problem, a management problem or a priority problem or something. Because I guarantee you <laughs> The core chunk of your game should be what costs you the most. DLC should never... I mean, once in a while, DLC is amazing, like uh, Blood and Wine for uh, Witcher 3. By all accounts, some of the greatest DLC ever made. But that didn't cost as much as the Witcher 3 did to make. Like, something's wrong with them. All right, uh, we're back. We've changed ISPs, everybody. My, oh, we, we, we've moved over to something that hopefully isn't getting the same load as Comcast is tonight because apparently that's the problem. I was going to blame this company oh. with as fun a name to say as mine, and you get to say Cox all the time. I, I guess so. Anyway, my, my oh, bad. Yeah. We're good now. Uh, welcome back. Okay. I think we're done with Borderlands. <laughs> I guess. I don't sure. know. It, it just seems like a shitty deal all around, and I hope they get it work, worked out. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not buying that game until they do. Well, I guess, oh, the one thought I had with respect to it is, is that if they did make that promise, and right or wrong, the staff feel slighted by this, 
they're going to lose a lot of their talent and they're not going to attract good talent and we can expect not good things in the future from them anymore <laughs> yeah but also remember so. <laughs> that between two and the and three it was a real bad mix like what did we yep. have that long away battleborn which was okay it's okay but it was just a but you know, didn't, kind of a, there it was that enough. uh aliens versus predator game which was, was really or, bad wait it was colonial marines colonial marines that was it yeah, yeah. that was it and then they did um there's one other thing they did. Remember when they did Duke Nukem Forever? That's the one. Duke Nukem Forever. Terrible. Like they did not have a hit between the two Borderlands. So they needed this to hit real hard. My guess is they, they were already they just dropped the ball. Like they, they struck gold with Borderlands, like Borderlands 2. Huge franchise. Like any other companies, like, holy shit, we have a, a, a tap of a money, a tap what? How do you say this? A tap of we money. We got a we money tap. We got a money tap that'll just keep printing money as long as we keep making Borderlands stuff. Let's do that ASAP. Mm-hmm. And then they made the pre-sequel. Remember the pre-sequel? Yeah, it was bad. It was terrible. I loved Borderlands 2 so much, my friend Crofton gifted it to me, saying, like, I know you love Borderlands 2. Here's the game. I played an hour. Yeah. It was bad. I don't know. I can't explain why. It just lacked all magic. Well, it's also they didn't make it. They subbed it out to an Australian team, which no no knock on them. I'm, I don't know how Gearbox was to work with or whatever, but it wasn't great. And but it, it took yeah. them too long to capitalize on the the, the heat that they had. Yeah. And now that they've released this, it's like, okay. but Their best mm-hmm. game in between that window of two and three was a game they didn't make. They just licensed the IP out for Telltale to do that. Uh, adventure game and it was great yeah, tales, tales of the border that was really good oh my gosh that was a good game it was really good but they didn't do it so i think it's a squandering on their part it really bums me out because by all accounts three is fine it doesn't break any new rules really or change much but it's you know it's there and it does what it's supposed to do and does that pretty well but i can't in good conscience buy it if they don't no, i pre-ordered nukem forever yeah, it was I bad. was excited about it, and, and like it was looking so back, bad. I'm like, "What happened to me? Yeah. Why did that happen?" It was a bad video game, and they could have delivered. I, mean, I remember feeling some trepidation in 2015 when they were showing off Doom, uh, the Doom, you know, thing in 2016, and I remember thinking, "Oh, but you know what? You've done this before, and three was disappointing, and I don't know if you can do this. Can you really bring this back in a way that's meaningful?" And they totally did. So it's possible it can totally work. But the development hell that Duke Nukem was in for so long, I don't, I just don't know how you ever deliver on that damn thing. I think it's it just, depends on the talent you have on your team too. I mean, it's art, right? Like, right. there's, there are probably different tiers of workers in the game development business when it comes to design at a high level. I mean, that's why Hideo Kojima is a, a thing, right? Right, right. So maybe you know that studio is going downhill. They're not attracting good talent, and the products they put out, uh, you know. And I don't just mean art talent. I mean, like, all the talents, oh, all, all the disciplines, it, yeah. engineering, networking, like, all those, it all requires some level of artistry, even for coding and stuff. And and I would argue even leadership. That's where the problem is, in my opinion. Sure. There's weird leadership going on. You don't think Office, Ma- do you think Randy Pitchford played an April Fool's joke this year? I mean, he, he probably put on a magic show. <laughs> yeah. And then left a, a porn-filled USB drive at a restaurant somewhere. Yeah, then went to Medieval Times yeah. to celebrate. Where she's not supposed you to do. You did it again, Randy, you magic bastard. He's, a, he's supposed to be <laughs> he's supposed to be self-isolating, and he's leaving porn sticks at the at the restaurant again. No, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing or thinking, but I don't know. Maybe there's maybe we'll get some good news out of this, and they'll fix their mess. 
I would hope. Mm-hmm. If you want to read all about it, Kotaku's got the big scoop as they usually do. Uh, oh yeah, we should we should cite sources. This came from uh, Jason Schreier at Kotaku. Yeah, that dude. This is what he does. He breaks open these big, uh, these big messy messies and uh, in video games. And there are going to be some people that don't like that at all. They think that those guys shouldn't be focused on trying to find the controversies. But some of this stuff, I think, is good to get in the sunlight a little bit. All right. Employees that have rights. How dare they print such filth? See? It's been it's the age-old argument. It's been going on since the 1800s, since the printing press was invented. All right. Bo and John both conquered a Doom Eternal. It is now my chance and your chance, chat room, if you want to participate in this, to ask them anything. I actually have some questions. Bo, let's start with you. Yeah. Better than Doom 2016. For Doom Eternal. Sorry, which yes. game? I missed the game. Doom Eternal. Better than oh, Doom 2016? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Easy. What are Easy we talking yeah. about? <laughs> I just, hey, well, I, I just well, got You're here. saying what something's you better than Doom 2016. I just missed the first game. Oh, no, that's fine. Else. That's just, fine. We were talking about Doom Eternal, and you think it's a lot better. Like, Give me a, a how much better? Like, give me a orders of magnitude better, or is it just okay better? Um, jeez, what this is I a hard question to, to answer, answer because it, surprisingly, so, it's hard to compare the two. Yeah, hmm. it really is. I, I would say it is definitely an order of magnitude better. Like, I don't know what magnitudes we're talking about here. Like, um, it would be double, right? So, like a single order of magnitude would be double better. <laughs> Two times as good. <laughs> it's double better. <laughs> is it triple better though? Is it triple better or double better? I, you know, is there a halfway point between triple and double? I, uh, double butter, single butter, uh, dipple, dipple, or <laughs> double, dipple, double. <laughs> wow, it's double better. Got it. Um, no, seriously, like this is me just being extreme in my enthusiasm. It's miles better. It's not a sequel. It's like like the story is a continuation of the story, and if you want to say sequel, fine. But it really does. It's new game. It's a different. Is it's it a still pre-sequel? the same, but it's just so they've just perfected it. I, I, they took the same game and made it better. Uh, new engine, same principles, but more options. But so much better that it's hard to say to compare them as a game. If that makes sense. Let me ask you this. The only thing that slowed me down on it, and I'll get into more of what I played this week, which has kind of distracted me from Doom a little bit. Um, I'm a little put off by the crank up in difficulty. Now, a lot of Doom players are going to be like, well, that's great because that's what we want from our Doom game. We want this thing to get harder and harder every time they do a new one. But I I feel like it was a little off-putting how hard it is and also how long those uh, missions are. Do you think that's a, is that a me thing? Okay, so I don't... It depends on your approach to Doom. Doom can be the kind of game, I think, where you just play the campaign and then you're done. Or it right. can be the kind of game that you're playing over and over again, which I'm on my fourth or fifth playthrough right now. Yeah. And, and you get better at the game. So when I first played the game on the third tier of difficulty, uh, Hurt Me Plenty, I think it is. Yeah. The middle one, the the or ultra violence. Oh, okay. I think it's not nightmares. There's four tiers, so I'm on three of four. Okay. And when I first played that game, it was really hard. Uh, there was stuff that challenged me that killed me, and now I'm playing on nightmare, and it's no problem. I'm like, oh, I can handle that. Oh wow. Now there's nightmare is super hard. Don't get me wrong, but the game's difficulty is not one where as you increase difficulty, 
it's just simply you know punishing you know games that are just like it's a slog because it's hard or it's just so brutal mm-hmm. there's a sense of learning that you you know once you learn how to defeat a monster efficiently then you can do it quickly and then as the difficulties get harder they don't have deeper health pools mm-hmm. it's just the game's more lethal and they do things like lead like the imps They'll shoot ahead of you, and you're like, "What's he doing?" Missing? You're like, "Ow, it hit me!" And I'm like, "Oh, I lead targets. The AI is leading me. Like, it's anticipating where I'm going to run. I love that." Um, but it isn't doesn't take more shots to kill anything. So all the techniques you learn in the earlier difficulties for dispatching foes mm. still work in in this version of Doom. I don't know about the other Doom. So I'm able to play on a less difficult mode, get good at dispatching it, and then. In, do the next tier and feel challenged, but not overwhelmed. Mm. So if you want to start on the easiest, I think that's cool because as you play more, you'll get better at the harder difficulties. That being said, Doom may not be the kind of game, you know, you want to play the campaign once or twice, do a little bit of end game stuff and then be done with it. But there's something fun about playing it still. And, and I'm getting better at it so i'm playing on nightmare now whereas i was scared to death of playing on nightmare now I, there's techniques um weapon swapping is a big one mm-hmm. so um there's a there's a and if you're playing doom and you don't know about this but you've watched some of the speed runs and don't watch what they do you can bind arbalest to e and uh i mean you can do whatever you want key bindings this is what i'm doing but you arbalest to e super shotgun to q and to X, bind your rocket launcher. And basically, since there's no reload mechanic in the game, every shot on a on a low frequency, a low rate of fire gun has a cooldown. Mm. Like just like wow, it was yeah. a global cooldown. You shoot the arbalest, you gotta wait a second, two right. seconds. Right. So you will wait less time if you weapon switch before shooting. So you shoot the arbalest, you get the upgrade in the Praetor suit to switch weapons. Um, then you switch immediately to super shotgun, you can fire it right away. Now, while you've switched to the weapon, the Arbalist is still on cooldown. So you go Arbalist, Super Shotgun, Rocket Launcher, Arbalist, Super Shotgun, Rocket Launcher. Everything just gets mowed down. But it's hard to do because you got to jump and dodge all the crap that's happening. Mm-hmm. So, And weapon swapping is, is encouraged by it. It's not an exploit. It's, it's part of the technique of getting better at the game. Mm. Fascinating stuff. So like right now, I'm playing a Nightmare practicing my weapon swatch, uh, swapping on the Super Guns because the Super Guns can also falter which when that big bad guy can kill you in two shots because you're on the hardest difficulty, he doesn't shoot at you because you're weapon swapping uh, and you're, you're using weapons that can falter the big guys. Mm. So it's, there's a, there's a level of nuance to the game that I grew to appreciate because of um, in particular that speedrunner bite me. I kind of, I really like that guy. He's very nice and he holds the world record for speedrunning doom without exploits, the full hundred percent sort of deal. And, um, and I'm playing on Nightmare, and I didn't think I was going to, but I've been working my way towards it, and I've started yesterday, mm. and I'm up to the Arc Center, and it's hard. I've died seven or eight times now. <laughs> but if you want an interesting challenge that is like hardcore mode, but you can play on any difficulty level, extra life mode is awesome. So you play the game where you you're, it's uh, permadeath, but they're extra. They're both. I've learned. There are about 50 extra lives in the whole campaign. Okay. So I ended the campaign with about 37 extra lives and it saves it and stuff like that. So there are different ways to play that aren't hard that are still challenging. So when you run out of extra lives and die, it's game over permadeath. There's so many lives there 
that you can do it and still feel like you've accomplished some kind of challenge. It's great. This the, the package they released. There's more I want in it, but it's very good. Mm. The uh, the other thing I'll just throw in here for difficulty, Scott, that you might enjoy is that. Uh, so you can't cheat when you're on your forward progression as far as getting through the game. If you haven't beaten a level, you can't run that level with cheat codes active. Mm. But what you can do is you can go back to old missions and run them with cheat codes. Mm. So you can theoretically, if you're just like, ah, I'm just not loving the difficulty, you can go back and play that first mission with infinite ammo and infinite onslaught mode and just rack up extra lives and then go to your current playthrough and while you won't have infinite ammo and you know all these buffs active you will have all those extra lives or when you get to the challenges to power up your weapons for example the super shotgun once you unlock the perks and then complete the objective instead of just firing that harpoon out that pulls you towards an enemy it fires out a flaming harpoon and gives you armor whenever you do it that is now unlocked permanently in your progress, even though you went and unlocked it on some infinite ammo mode on a different stage. So you can toy with the difficulty in that way as well. Okay. Let me ask you this. I'm glad you brought that up. If I wanted to do cheat codes, if somebody wants to do cheat codes out of the gate, they can't do it. They got to clear the levels first on some level of difficulty before they can Yeah. Do you got to, you got to collect them and yeah, you can't go right out of the gate. You have to go back to the level. Okay. That's interesting. Um, and that makes sense to me that they would. I mean, the old Doom games, the cheat codes were different in 1992, so it was like, you know. Yeah, but if you miss a lot of the pickups, and like John said, there's every weapon, every mod for every weapon has that that challenge to unlock the special thing. Mm-hmm. You can just go back to old missions and unlock them quickly, doing them with or without cheats, but not progressing forward. So, so by doing that, you can spike your power early, right? If you get the upgrade for the super shotgun as soon as you get it, then you go back to mission one and just start farming uh, 50 stacks of hit them with a meat hook and kill them. Mm-hmm. Then go back to your main campaign. Then you've got the full powered super shotgun. Sure. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it, I mean, it, it does. This game really does let you play your way. I mean, there are easy modes. There's nothing wrong with playing the game. If that's to me, the difficulty challenge in this version of Doom is more like pick the temperature that's comfortable for you. Do you like a mm-hmm. cold room or do you like a hot room? And just play it. Most stuff is unlocked behind fairly easy, like all the unlockables, the skins. I got a gold Doom skin now. Like all the skins and, and cool cosmetics are unlocked by fairly attainable, I would say, um, achievements mm-hmm. the only there's only one and that's the one i've got my eye on i only have one achievement left to do out of all they're called milestones in the game and that's finish the game on ultra nightmare which is the hardcore mode of nightmare with no extra lives there's no extra like all the extra lives are removed from the entire mission you, <laughs> the entire game <laughs> and you're and you're gonna do that i take it you're gonna go for i that. i don't know man like I, I was like let me try nightmare the part where you get to load checkpoints and i'm mm-hmm. like i'll probably make it to marauders right I died in like five minutes and I'm like, oh man, if this yeah. is ultra nightmare, I'd be done. But if you got really good at that, you'd be like top three streamer right now. You should do it. You should go for it. Well, there's a lot of people playing ultra nightmare. I don't know. I can't stream it. I've been streaming doom. Yeah. It really, it's funny because the new engine they have is really adaptive. Like it locks you in at 60 frames, mm-hmm. but it really reduces the quality of the game. And in some parts, the engine frame rate does start to really oh, drag yeah. when I stream. Yeah. So I couldn't do ultra because I probably die. I need a, I need a better system for that. Sure. Uh, sure. In this game. 
Uh, well, that's both. that's I'm impressed, John. Are you uh, you have a similar experience having as much yeah? Doom Doom Eternal is a different game, which is surprising because you know when original Doom came out, all three of us we were on a call. I don't remember what it was about, but we were on a call when Doom came out. And all of us were very skeptical as to whether or not it was actually going to be any good, even up to release. And we kept hearing good things and we kept getting tempted. And Scott, I don't know if you remember this, but we both bought it and started downloading it at the same time. We pressured each other into buying it and we started playing that game and it was crazy and it was it was amazing. And when they announced Doom Eternal, I was like, great, I just want more of that. And instead, they decided to do something completely different with the same sort of gameplay and assets i mean the assets have changed and stuff but you know essentially they took that mold and said well we're going to make a different type of game around it we're going to make something that's you know potentially really challenging and kind of has this puzzle element to it uh and it's really fun it's a very different experience than i've ever had with a shooter it's the only shooter that I get to a part and I, I get frustrated with it and I walk away from it in the same way I walk away from a puzzle game when I'm stumped. Mm. It's not, oh God, I'm just not good enough at this game. It's, oh, I just can't get my head around how to deal with a marauder and all these friggin' pinky demons. And, you know, like those two elements being together have suddenly become something that is insurmountable to me. Mm. It's like, I, I don't know how to deal with pinky demons and a marauder at the same time. Mm. Like the, the pinky demons st staggers me too much. And then the marauder just kills me. And I, he sends a stupid dog after me. I hate the stupid dogs. And uh, you, you're thinking about it in a puzzle way, not, oh, I'm not twitchy enough. I'm, too, I'm getting old. I'm too slow. Like, it's just, there's a thing to figure out. And I really like that about the game. Uh, beating it felt very good. Um, and like Bo said, you kind of make your own. I, I was in the same boat. And that's why I want to tell people, like, do mission select. Go back to old missions and stuff like that. Because you do make your own difficulty with this game. Mm -hmm. You can get enough extra lives to remove the pressure that you're feeling. If you're feeling like this game's too tough. Like, you can take the difficulty down but you will also learn and you will also grow from it and I, I it happened three times where i went to bed going i don't know if i can keep playing this game like i think i'm done <laughs> yeah and then i woke up and was like it's really nothing i want to play more than doom yeah and i sat down and played it and went oh i did it i just got through it yeah like all yeah. it took was yeah. just refreshing myself and now i'm through it and now I'm way better. And then they throw the exact same thing at me a room later and I deal with it no problem. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting better at this. I'm figuring it out. So uh, it's it's very different. It's probably not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but it's really cool and it's really unique. And uh, I would recommend people give it a try because it's it's unlike any other first-person shooter I've played. You know what my favorite feeling is? Is when you have the super shotgun and you meat hook something while you're meat hooking so i have the slow down time thing so yeah. you meat hook you slow down time and you're getting pulled in you hear of your chain and the demons going <laughs> and then while you're streaming in you can press other buttons like your flame belch so you're streaming in you're, this thing pops up and just goes and then a grenade pops out and goes Boonk. and i love that shoulder thing that just appears in the screen while you're doing other stuff and you just have like a yeah, it's, 
It's and pretty I cool. love doing that. So I love when I'm in the air just shooting, and all of a sudden my shoulder I remember to use my shoulder cannon for things. I love the shoulder cannon. Are it's you little, are you sad at all that there's no competitive multiplayer in it? I mean that one it's sort of asynchronous I'm I'm in it for the the, the, the speed running technique stuff. That's my jam. That's I don't your really jam. Care about yeah. the multiplayer. Yeah. Want, the multiplayer is it's inventive, innovative, and they deserve big points for it. I don't think it's going to be a lot of fun in the long run or anything like that. Mm. I was just a guess. I, I don't think know, but... I don't know if I was alone in this, but I actually quite liked the first game or the 2016 games multiplayer. I know I was. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of people that agree with me on that. The only thing I think I walked away the other day playing this and just went, oh, you know, what would be cool is if I had some flags to capture and some people to smoke. <laughs> Like, I think they've heard a lot of that feedback. I think they eventually put it in. This game also it's going to have two campaign DLC unlike the last one. Mm. Um I, I think th- this and there'll be when you finish the game it says now go play some master levels. There'll be more added periodically. So I think not only are they going to have DLC but there's some planned content drops for free for the game over the course of some period of time too. Mm. Uh cuz there's only two master levels that I can see. Did you find anything else, John? I only found two. No, just the two. One was from and one was from like pre-ordering. So there's only really one baseline master level, which I haven't cracked into yet. I don't know what they're like. But um it seems to me they're they're the levels so they they could put up to 13 master levels for each one of the levels. So I'm just I'm assuming there's good they said there's going to be more. Check back often. Yeah, and I can definitely see, you know, it's not that this game ends in a Halo 2 cliffhanger, but the story ends and you are like, oh, so there's going to be more because like there's a lot left on the table when it's done. You're like, okay, well, we dealt with what they jumped into, but it's a Reaper of Souls ending. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm getting screwed over right now. There was some mysterious dialogue put in in a couple places where I was like, some fishy stuff there's a really freaky thing underwater that was never really explained but i also didn't read all the journal entries wait what what freaky thing underwater you never jumped in the water and saw the maker in that Ooh, Bo. oh i did jump in the water where the extra life is and the like yeah, towards the end that yeah, yeah okay freaked me out i, yeah, I was not too, ready I, for I, that i never <laughs> i never considered what it might be actually now that you mention it i just thought it was a really big demon uh, okay <laughs> I, ju- I jumped in and there was like a Cthulhu man in there. I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? <laughs> Nobody wants to jump into something and find a Cthulhu man in there. Nobody wants that. Well, that's great. Oh, that's I'm, interesting. I I'm, didn't make gl- that connection. I'm glad you guys love it. It makes me happy. And I also really like it. I just feel shitty at it. And I need to just keep at it. Play it. Honestly, like think of it this way. Play it on easy. Maybe the easiest difficulty. Maybe you'll never play it again. Yeah. But maybe yeah. you'll be like, that was fun. I'm going to crank it up to the next difficulty level and see what happens. Maybe you know, you know that's how, it, like John described it perfectly. You're like, man, I suck at this. You go to bed and next day you're just like, oh, I did it. I did it. I don't amazing. suck at this. You know that, you know, like that happens in, that happens so rarely in life. Like when you start and say you're a gas attendant and you're like, man, you're really bad at pouring gas, <laughs> right? You just spill it all over the place. You charge the wrong amounts. And one day you wake up and like, <laughs> You're able to be a gas attendant. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, this is easy. You, you serve like 10 customers in five minutes. You're like, put the gas in, take the money, put the gas in, take the money. Is like this based on something? that you Did you used to be a gas attendant or something? No, I just grabbed the first job I got. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be a gas attendant when I was a kid, though. You know when you're like, what do you want to be, grow up, Billy? Oh, yeah. We all wanted I wanted to be a like gas that. attendant. Yeah. I wanted to be and, and parents something. were like, what are we, where do we go wrong? I had the same thing. I wanted to paint houses or something dumb. 
Like, well, the, it, well, painting houses so is the, fine. Don't get me wrong. It's not what I mean, but the, I shouldn't say it was ahead. dumb. Go ahead. I'll just well, give there, there must be a reason why you want to paint houses. Gas attendant for me is I like to watch before digital. There used to be the old sort of turning numbers mm. for mm. The, and I was mesmerized. Like I loved, I loved it so much that I wanted to work there. Weird. I want to be a gas attendant, not because I was into gas or being an attendant, but because <laughs> the numbers moving were amazing. And but guess what? Gaming happened. Yeah. And gaming does numbers way better than the gas station industry. <laughs> so, that's funny so that's though, because that's the, but that's the source. It's a similar source to what you love about gaming. That's funny because the numbers yeah, are going there up. was when when you were a kid something there's something magical about gas stations like yeah, I, I also was obsessed with the rotating number dials and then the other thing was and this is actually held through through most of my life what even though eventually you know you realize it's not quite the way you're romanticizing it which is i was like no this is like a way station to the world everybody passes through here all mm. their stories all their lives every interesting thing going on passes through this point and stops here briefly this is amazing and i was like it's like the citadel and uh mass effect everybody goes to the citadel this was the thoughts of like seven-year-old john like yeah way station to the world this is great (laughs) and uh yeah i'm impressed about it you're like yeah people just fill up their tank with gas here and then they drive away (laughs) yeah yeah and they rob it a lot (laughs) yeah it's robbed a lot there's jerky there yeah it's good stuff but why did you want to paint houses there must have been a reason um i think i was so a similar thing i was fascinated with the fact that there was a color under there and then you came along and just by moving goop around you changed it you covered it and then there was also this idea that there was still that color underneath and it would always be there. You'd never know because yellow is now the color on the outside. But inside, there was a weird pink and nobody knew I, about it. I bet you in Egyptian times, you might love burying treasure, making those tombs and stuff. Probably, yeah. A secret, secret, you know, there's a secret underneath all painting. Yeah, everything's, everything's got something sneaky inside and, and that's how I felt about it. So that's why you, I think as kids, you just, you see the fantastical in, a, in very benign things and... I, yeah. think, I think the gas yeah. station. Also, I love the smell of gas. So that's if I wanted to work at a gas station, it would be because I want to huff on gas all day. Who doesn't love the smell of gas? Oh, oh my God. It's so good. It. My it. dad was a mechanic. So it's there's the familial smell to it all and, you know, engine grease and all that. So. Oh, man. And then scaring you upstairs with a cutout yeah, cardboard thing. All the, all the things that makes me think of dad. <laughs> Old dad and his tricks. All right. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, uh, an, an important announcement here before we get to the other games we're playing this week. Uh, John has agreed to be my wingman, my handler, if you will. <laughs> your handler, your whisperer. For my whisperer, for my playthrough of Resident Evil 3, uh, the remaster, which is coming out in what, a week? Uh, no not a week it's coming out in a couple days i think oh this friday right yeah so this friday it comes out we're not streaming it friday we're going to stream it the following tuesday just for schedules and john and i at what did we say 5 p.m pacific so 6 p.m my time yep on tuesday so that's mountain time so 5 p.m pacific 6 p.m mountain 7 p.m middle town what's that called Uh, central and then eight, Middletown, Middletown. USA. <laughs> and then eight, uh, in uh, whatever Eastern is, 8 p.m. Uh, 8 p.m. John is going to watch me, uh, help me, play along with me uh, as we as I play that game. And you might hear such hits as, hold on, 
Uh, let's, let's do I have it here? Oh no, breaks your ears, John. Yeah, you might hear such such memorable hits as. <laughs> so who knows? That might happen. So bad. Uh, I pulled the headphones off. It was still, <laughs> still bad. bad. It, it touches you in your spine or something. <laughs> It touches me in places I don't want to talk about. So yeah, I'm nervous about this because that those games scare the shice out of me. John John loves to uh, see me go down dark hallways. Did you guys see that video of somebody modded the game, the demo, so that all the bad guys are nothing but Mister X's or um, uh, what's he called? What's he Nemesis? Nemesis's. So, I love the T posing that he yeah. did, especially when he was climbing the fence and he's just like, oh. <laughs> but then there these like three of them just stomping toward him at a fence and they can't get through the fence. But man, that stuff scares me. So will Mark Knopfler's penis make an appearance? I don't know. Adhesive Wombat, you'll have to tune in and see. That'll be uh, Tuesday night. will be our first session together. And uh, Mark Knopfler. Oh, it's a long story. I said something really right. dumb once. Here, you know what? I'll share it with you because what episode of TMS is it on? Uh, I did do it on TMS, but also I think I just have it here. Let's see. Let's see if I can find it. Oh, Jamie might not know where this is. Uh, I can't find it, but basically, I got in a really scary situation in one of the horror oh, no. games I played, and I yelled, "Mark Knopfler's penis!" And I don't remember saying it. <laughs> I don't remember saying it. Oh, uh, now I need to see this. Yeah, I don't remember saying it. So uh, I don't remember what game that would have been. It was one of the recent scary ones. But anyway, I haven't it's done a scary a game in a while. Gem from every horror game you play, <laughs> whether it's Mark Knopfler's penis or what am I to do? What am I to do? <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some winners in there and some losers. But we're gonna try to win together. And things have improved since we did this last, uh, which was Resident Evil Seven. Discord now has a way for John to see exactly what I'm playing and in full, beautiful 1080p quality. So um, we're going to do that and hopefully I won't die. All right. So stick around for that. I played nothing this last week except for two games, Animal Crossing, a lot of Animal Crossing. Holy crap. I played a lot of that game. I really like it like a lot and uh, recommend that if you have a switch and you still don't have that game, you're crazy. It's the best comfort food of this covid 19 thing we're in uh just playing it playing it playing it it's very very good um it has its issues it's not perfect but for the most part it is exactly what you want as an animal crossing fan and i just get lost in it i love checking it every day i love doing all my little chores i just think it's great nintendo once again killed it with animal crossing i talked about it a lot last week so i don't have to talk that's probably what's killing your doom your doom vibe probably because animal crossing is very appealing to you if i had to choose between Animal Crossing and Doom right now. I'd play Doom, mm-hmm. but a part of me would be like, "Man, two good things at the same time." I'd want to check out Animal. You know what I mean? Like a little it, bit, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I think there's something. So you'll, get, to you'll get around to it. I there's think. something to that. Except I had this other weird thing happen. So the uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, which launched kind of busted and um, went through some real rough early months of release, uh, finally got their big giant overhaul patch, and I've been waiting for that because what usually happens with Ubisoft is. They'll sometimes launch something in crappy condition and then they'll fix it. And I like that about them. They tend to stick to their stuff and they make, you know, mediocre experiences into something pretty great. Like uh, uh, Rainbow Six Siege is a good example of that. That's like a legitimate eSport now. And people love that game. It's a highly played, very popular tactical team shooter. And when it launched, it was a mess. Same thing for that uh, For Honor game. It was a poop, poop fire when it launched. And now people love that thing like it's in really great shape so 
I have a lot of faith in them as a publisher and the developers who make these things. I tend to think that they'll fix stuff. I wish it would launch really great, but sometimes they launch poopy and they <laughs> just stuttered through poopy and did like three P's. about poopy? Poopy. Monster. Poopy kill. Anyway, so the point is, what's the point? Oh, breakpoint is a problem or was a problem. And this patch seems to have fixed fixed most of those problems um i'm having hmm. a really good time in there i ended up getting really sucked back in and feel like it's a way more finished complete package then the other nice thing they did here and it's funny bo because you were talking about levels of difficulty and doom and jumping up to those and things be feeling like a puzzle and john mentioned that too where you sort of approach the fights as not just a shooter where your aim needs to be good but where do you have to move where do you have to be weapon switching all that sort of stuff this game's got a piece of that now because they added this ability to create, basically it's called ghost mode. And you can tweak it incrementally or all together, but basically you can have a game where it gets rid of all, all of the uh, game, or all of the, sorry, all the gun leveling. So like getting uh, gun loot is no longer like color coded and have their own gear scores and stuff like that. You can still play that way if you want to, but you can turn that off. You can turn off all HUD elements. You can have no map help. Um, I think you can have no map at all if you want. Hmm. Uh, like you turn it into the most raw ass, hard as nails, tactical shooter where you have to figure out a way to infiltrate a huge base full of dudes and drones and just pick these dudes off one after another and get in there. Like it's very cool. And they just give you lots of flexibility and you can change all that stuff on the fly. And Is it like one hit, one kill sort of thing? You can or, get it. You can get it right close to that if you if you want. There there are armor values in the game though, so there's you'd have to be like headshots and stuff like that if you're going to die, probably right away. I don't know. It depends on what you have on. I guess in some cases you. Because well, probably... I just think of like those old uh, like Ghost Recon style games where. Uh, you know, it was that it was that like it was about taking them out before they saw you because if you got shot even once, you lost poor ding chavez who's yeah gone. <laughs> ding chavez ding anymore <laughs> no more ding chavez well that was that more real his real name no yeah, there no. was a ding chavez no, no there he was there was yes okay. in those old tom clancy games ding chavez was the best all right i'm looking him up oh you're right uh but see these are those are the rainbow six games you're thinking oh of. that's what it was yeah rainbow yeah six and the rainbow six games are still famous for that kind of one shot one kill kind of thing this is different than that this is a little more like i don't know i don't know how to compare it to but it's got some, you know, injury mechanics and some stuff that you have to pay attention to. Or you can turn those off if you want to have an easier experience. Whatever you want to do, they've kind of given you a bunch of options. And it's really good right now. So for me, it's really created that puzzle element of how am I going to approach this place? How am I going to get in there? What am I going to steal and when and who? And am I going to try to go in and do full Sam Fisher and not alert anybody? Or am I going to just guns blaze and just destroy fools as I go in there? Um I have a combination of some of that ghost mode stuff, but also I like the the color-coded loot drops. I think that stuff's kind of Diablo-like and fun, so I have that on. And so I've got this kind of cool combination. But the nice thing is, if you're playing with friends or whatever you happen to do, you can switch that stuff around at will anytime you want. You don't have to reload. You just play. Um, it's very cool. So I think they've done a good job. I'm early enough where it's hard to say, you know, if, if this feeling is going to last, but I can tell you it's a huge improvement over that game that launched. And uh, I like it. They also have a Sam. You can get a Sam Fisher skin and like helmet and everything. Like the little three little dots and everything on it. It's pretty cool. 
All right. Uh, that's what I've been playing. Uh, John, you mentioned Doom Eternal. You also played the Resident Evil 3 demo and then tried to get me to do it, but I refuse until the, we play the real game next week. So Yeah, no, pra- no early practice for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did get into the demo again because uh, the demo has 20 bobbleheads in it that apparently if you get all 20 bobbleheads, it does do something when the actual game comes out. So mm-hmm. I thought, well, how hard can this be? I'm going to... I'm going to get all 20 of them bobbleheads. Like, you just shoot a bobblehead. It's fine. Bobbleheads, uh, right. I had gotten a lot of them, and, you know, I couldn't... I went, I looked, I tried to do it the legit way, and I think I got to about 11 or something like that. So I looked up a guide to see where these bobbleheads were, and I had missed some here and there. But turns out that game's real jerk about where it's hiding them bobbleheads because there are some where the requirement to get the bobblehead to appear is stare at this picture for 10 seconds and then the bobblehead will appear in a completely different place. And I was like, well, no wonder I didn't find the freaking bobblehead. And uh, there's another one where you have to take the two high quality gunpowders, combine them into Magnum ammo, which is not even in the demo, then go back and talk to a guy about where Keanu Reeves is and then come back up here and now there's going to be a new zombie and now there will be a bobblehead next to him. So I'm trying to do all of these and it turns out some of the bobbleheads have challenges associated with them, which is like perform 25 perfect dodges on a single life before you can get the requirement to get this bobblehead. And it turns out that's really hard to do or down the nemesis three times, uh, which is also a bit of a challenge to do. So I'm I'm at 16 right now. Uh, and this <laughs> is just the demo you're doing. This isn't yeah. the game game. I don't know how you're <laughs> doing this to yourself. This is insane I, to me. I got four more to get, and they're all really tricky, whether it's the 25 perfect dodges, the downing the nemesis, which actually that should be easy. But the one of the hardest ones is one of the bobbleheads is down the last alley of the demo, which once you go a certain distance down the, the alley... Uh, you spawn a cutscene and the demo ends. So you have to get far enough to where you don't start the cutscene, aim, and then shoot it just before the ending of the demo. And I haven't been able to do that. Every time I aim, it moves her just enough to trigger the cutscene to happen. Wow. And then the demo ends, and you got to go through the demo all over again uh, to try again. So uh, we'll see. I don't think I'm going to have it done by friday so i may just have to forego this goal but i'm trying it's challenging i like your your commitment though to a demo by the way to a demo is is the game when does it release this weekend tomorrow uh, yeah friday Friday, i believe yeah friday thursday oh wow exciting yeah it'll be fun the only reason i'm doing this is two reasons one a fan bought the game thanks jack fox again for your generosity uh and secondly john is going to do it with me. I can't do it alone again. It'll kill me. These games really get under my skin. So I need someone there who knows I'm supposed to go right while I'm having a freaking meltdown. Well, what's the understanding before, because sometimes misunderstandings can result in the loss of friendship. So let's make sure (laughs) we understand what the parameters of John's help is. I don't think John's going to be able to prevent you from shield you 100% from getting scared. You're probably right. Oh, that, probably, that is true. I guarantee you that's true. Because even that scream I just played, John was there for that. Like this yeah. thing here. Oops, let's go play it again. Uh, this scream right here. John was there. He was there that day. Yeah. Um, 
And so I have no doubt that I'll find plenty of reasons to be completely freaked out in the game. The question is, here, maybe this is quieter when I do it this way. That's still pretty loud. Nope. Anyway, I <laughs> I uh, I suspect I will have probably beaten or would will be close to have beaten the game by the time we play on Tuesday. Yeah. Wait, you know. wait, 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 wait. Yeah, he's wait, playing wait. it ahead of time. He's playing it before I'll even yeah. see it. Okay, maybe that's the way it should be. I was thinking it's a little unfair if you play ahead and knows what happens. It seems to me it's a better co-op experience if you're both sharing in the revelation well, the, the idea is that if scott needs help i will be there to provide help it will be it will be basically i don't want him to be in a position where he's sitting there just spinning around in circles going what am i missing what am i missing i don't want to okay. walk him through the game necessarily and go oh, he won't do here's that, where you yeah. go do this and do we've this, done this before when i was playing this. seven you had beaten seven um that was just Kind of you, you know, going along with me. So I, I really am going to, I'm going to like this because what happened to me in two is if I got stuck, um, part of the reason I would get stuck is because I just so freaked out. I couldn't be logical. Like I would be in a real horror scenario and I couldn't mm -hmm. make a good logical decision about what to do next, even though the answer is right in front of me or I know I have to go back to this room or whatever it is. And I think it'll be good to have this. Okay. Make a guy. You use a guide. It's a guide. It's somebody on the side to go, no, 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 it's fine. Go left, go left. And I'll go, oh, okay, oh, phew. okay, we got out of there, okay. So I'm not just stuck and then feeling like quitting and never playing it again because I get in that mode sometimes. But Yeah, if you if you go back and watch Scott beating Resident Evil 2, I'm sorry, reaching the halfway point of Resident <laughs> Evil 2, uh, there's a moment where he's sitting there <laughs> complaining about how he's almost dead yeah. while standing directly next to a green herb. And he's like, what do they want me to do about it? What am I supposed to do about it? What am I to do? What am I to do? Exactly. See, that's the problem. I don't have. Yeah, to... good point. Point. Point well taken. I think I was because there's a part of me that's like, oh, you're playing games together. You should enjoy. You know, it's like you watch Star Wars already, and you're watching it with someone else. It's better if you can watch it together, if possible. Sure. At the same time. And if you're, uh, but I that's make... not what you guys are trying to accomplish. So I got it. And if you're, you know, if you're ever around on a Tuesday night, and you're like, oh, I, I want to go add to the mayhem. You can always pop in there too. Yeah, I will not be helpful. All right. Go, I mean, John, John is John is a blessed angel. Yeah, he. I don't. I don't believe in playing scary games and not being fully scared by them because <laughs> you have a friend nearby. But I don't look down at anybody who does that. Here, but I just. I can't be. I can't be that knight in shining armor that John is. Here's what for. John. This is what John sounds like when something scary happens in a game. He goes. He goes. Oh, <laughs> like that. <laughs> Here, here's what I do. That's the difference between us. That right there yeah. is the difference. I scream. I'm somewhere in the middle because I get freaked out at Doom. I don't think I ha anything happened on stream, but I might just go like, oh shit, 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 shit, you know, like just yeah. really grumbly maybe. Yeah, I get it. I just, and Doom is, Doom has its moments, man. I don't, if I never see another Marauder again, I'd be happy. I know that's not going to happen, but. It's okay. not so much that the game is scary. It's just that it's tense. Yeah. Like I may wind up in a hospital. Yeah. I think that's about right. <laughs> Jared thinks yeah. I got it right with John's impression. My impression of John it was a good impression. Yep. You're yeah. not wrong. He's very good. <laughs> he's, he's, like, just, oh. he's just too chill. He's he's a hardened man. He's got I don't know I don't know what the difference is, but for whatever reason, I'm a giant puss, <laughs> and I just can't do this stuff. We got a hardened man and a giant puss. Yep, you a hard man. What happens man, next? <laughs> what, we'll find out what three. happens when we put the two of those together on Tuesday, at 5 p.m. Pacific. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Uh, so, Bo, we've talked a lot about it, Doom Eternal. Do you have time for anything else, or has that been your life? That's been 24-7. It's basically Doom Eternal and 
in COVID land. That's pretty much been my two preoccupations. Mm. Um, that being said, I do have one community shout out to give. Oh, let's do I'm it. I'm going to give it now, even because, as you know, as regular listeners know, I've been chronicling my journey to a PS4 over mm-hmm. the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because I won't do anything as simple as just put down the money and buy it, but drag it out into this long narrative yarn. Sure. Anyways, uh, listener of the show, Mr. Goodman. Tanner Goodman. He's awesome. Greatest guy in the world. Tanner Goodman. Was kind enough to say, hey, I've got an extra PS4. And I'm like, really? You don't have to send me your PS4. And he's like, no, I got like three of them. (laughs) I'm like, if you really want to, I'd be a very happy person. And so he's going to send it. So I just so like to cool. give him a formal thank you. Yeah. You are the salt of the earth. Yeah. And, and that's a sorry, good thing. That's thinking. a good thing, Tanner, just so you know. That's not yeah, like a weird... I, I, I was thinking, wait, maybe is it it's not like a totem pole where it's the reverse, right? You know you see your top man on a totem pole. Yeah. But actually the most important person on the totem pole is on the bottom. Yeah. So someone says you're the top man on the totem pole, they're they're either ignorant or they're unintentionally dissing you. Um <laughs> but anyways, so I don't know if salt of the earth is not one of those things where it sounds like a compliment, but it's really, I think it still is. I think salt of the earth is still like you're, you're a good regular reliable, Joe. Man. Like, yeah, you're, you're the foundation. You're the bedrock. It comes of, from of something though. Thing. Salt used to be valuable. Like, is, you know, no one cares about salt, but I think salt used to be valuable. Is that what is it what is when they, when they refer to that? I, I always thought so. it was like salt of the earth meant. You're, I think people, I think kingdoms went to war over salt right. and people died for salt. That's the kind of thing you'd take baby Jesus if you had it readily. Uh, I could have that completely <laughs> wrong. I have it stuck in my head somewhere. Um, but anyways, <laughs> I missed that part. What did you say, John? I don't know what he said. Something about baby Jesus. I said it's the kind of thing you'd take to baby Jesus if you had it readily available. Oh, <laughs> salt. Because he likes salt? Is that the thing? I don't I, know. No, they brought him weird gifts. They did, just, but it was frankincense and myrrh, not salt, that I know of. Was there salt? No, I'm not saying... Anyway, it's fine. We're really getting hung <laughs> All up on what the wise men brought Jesus. Tanner Goodman is awesome, and he's sending me a PlayStation 4, and that... There, you know, there may be delays with mail. I may not be playing Final Fantasy VII Remake on April 10th, but I'll be very happy to be playing it in April when the PS4 It's a very, and... very kind gesture. So, Tanner? Very kind. and I mean, it's a whole PlayStation 4. This thing's like 400 bucks. Yeah. Canadian. He could have so, sent a fake one to you, and he didn't. He's very sending grateful. Everyone. I haven't, haven't gotten it yet. It could still that could be an April Fool's Day. <laughs> oh, man. That would be a bummer after all this it's praise. Like, yeah. It's just a case. Yeah. It could be a, that could be a real bummer. Uh, the, I just message inside the CD trade says, I hate your show. I forgot that there was a Easter uh, event happening in uh, in this game, and I just yeah. shot an Easter egg out of the sky in Animal Crossing. I just wanted to share well, that with you guys. You know, truly celebrating Easter the way it was meant to. Yep. Can I tell you a funny thing about frankincense and myrrh? Go ahead. So when I was a child, and actually I'll just be honest and say for a long period of time beyond being a child, uh, and I just didn't give it a whole lot of thought. I thought it was three wise men, right? Mm-hmm. That went and saw baby Jesus and yeah. they brought gifts. So I assumed that all three of them had brought a gift. Yeah. So I thought the three gifts were Frank, incense, and myrrh. <laughs> Wait, who was, what was the Frank gift? I didn't know. I like, here's the thing. I remember thinking it was three things, Frank, incense, and myrrh. I don't remember if when I was a kid, if I thought Frank was one of the names of the wise man, men. And like these were their names, and it was like they brought gifts. Who brought the gifts? 
Frank, Incense, and Myrrh. <laughs> so you thought there was a guy named Myrrh, Incense, uh-huh. and then the most commonly named Frank. Yes. <laughs> uh, fun side note, Fred and Cam was almost Frank and Can, but it sounded oh, like really? you were saying like Frankenstein, Frank and Can. It just sounded weird saying it. Yeah. Frank and Can. I didn't like it. It sounded like you were no. making a riff on Frankenstein. So I went with Fred, Fred and Can. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, side note. I like it. Side oh, notes. interesting. Frank yeah. and Can. Yeah, it was almost Frank and Can, but no longer is it Frank and Can. Anyway, uh, well, that's great, John. I'm glad <laughs> I've learned more about the the old Jesus story than I ever expected to hear today. Yeah, now you know the name of the wise man. Well done. All right. Uh, before we do an email, um, well, actually, I'm going to play this. That's a good question. We're going to play a, a mashup by Jamie. He does the TMS mashups as well. He really has taken a shine decor lately and like some of the dumb stuff we say so he put this together let's take a listen john please turn up your microphone turn up your microphone you piece of shit you could take a giant poop on my chest <laughs> what? like i'm so hot for it i need to play it so. yeah look if you have an erection for longer I'm than four it. days get that game and play it <laughs> everyone just goes to mrs tiggy winkles and says oh cool stuff let's go online and buy it did they it's titty winkles or what's her name <laughs> Sorry, Titty, Titty Winkles. Titty Winkles is still open, Scott. Okay, good. I was going to say, Titty Winkles might be a cool NPC name. I'm Titty Winkle. I'm Titty Winkle. I don't understand why you have to talk so loud. You've got a microphone. <laughs> it's really a good old lady. It's a very when good old lady. When I was doing podcasting, we talked into a can, and we only had one listener. <laughs> is it supposed to be like a turtle mouth? Like how they got all those rows of teeth? I don't Like a turtle know. mouth in an eyeball? I don't know. Alien yeah. vagina, for all I know. I don't know what it is. Can I get you a 400-pound Baconator butthole expressor whatever? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I know what I want. It wasn't that. Wait, can I recap? A 400-pound Baconator butthole with espresso butter? <laughs> Did I get that order right, sir? You know, if they have that, maybe I do want it. <laughs> I kind of want it. I want to know what espresso butter is. I don't yeah. know either. <laughs> I don't know either. I think if John buys it, he can mail you the figure as a lend. Just till I get my jollies with it. As a loner. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Only. Don't send it back, Scott. As it turns out, I'm good. It's exit only. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. Exit only. This is where it I have my jollies with it, John. No, I understand. You keep He's, he's going to open the mail. He's going to see the figure inside, and he's going to go, activate the pack Yeah, I'm going to immediately jam it up my butt as soon as I see it. <laughs> How many coins do you get for this, Mario? Yeah, it's gonna go. Ba-ding, 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 ba-ding. Scott's jogging by with Rainer, the female dog, and all you hear is bling, 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 or just waving to his neighbors and through his sweatpants, a very muffled. See, look at the stuff you miss when you don't listen to the, or when you don't support us on our our Patreon, because a lot of that was Patreon stuff. See. The real naughty bits happened before the show. Oh yeah, yeah. without without yeah. fail. Well, that's not true. Th- they're not true. <laughs> I I thought about a few things and realized that was wrong. Well, that one time where you taught me all about um, what was it? Waifus or whatever. That was yeah, a, go back there. that was a de- that was late in the show. So sometimes it happens yeah. late yeah. in the show. I mean, I'm always ready with a new thing. There was something I was going to share with you guys that we never got around to. What was on it? the steamer conversation? But it's oh. over. It's past. Oh, but the wait, the steamer. It conversation? Just, I'm just saying it could have got worse. There, 
if there was a, like a scale of how bad it was, there was definitely a worse <laughs> level, which is so. That's the story I, of the internet. You just described the internet. Yeah, that's the internet. It's rule well, thirty-seven. We're of the internet. We're part of the internet. We are. We are of it. I'm literally made of internet. Yeah, that's all I am anymore these days. All right, uh, let's quit read a quick email. This came to us from Trevor Payne. He's from St. George, Utah. That's south of me by about four and a half hours. Um, <clears throat> I love it down there. He says this, Hello, Scott. I've enjoyed your work for many years. and inspired me to try something new and put my own creations out into the world. I am too uh, from good old Utah. I grew up in Provo, uh, sorry, the Provo area, and I've lived the past year, uh, 10 years in St. George. My cousin and I grew up with a love and passion for games. Talking about games was so much fun or even more so than playing them. Fast forward 20-ish years, and we've started a podcast called The Nintendo Show. We share Nintendo-related news, topics, and game discussions. Uh, it is in its infancy and has been an incredibly, incredibly fun experience. We feel that we are learning so much along the way. It would be an honor if you would give it a listen, and uh, if you enjoy it, would like to collaborate, cross-promote, or even just give us a shout-out, we'd be incredibly honored. I wrote him back and said, what show would you like it on? He says, I don't know. How about Core? And I said, Okay. So I'm nice. doing it now. Go check out the Nintendo Show by Trevor Payne. It's available now wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, I actually really like the name of the show. Yeah, I do too. Right. I used to. Uh, this is the thing I like to do when I did the Diablo show. Is the same idea. It's like I'm just gonna call it what it is, man. Yeah, just name it. Just name here's it. a fun full circle story for you. We yep. just got an email from a listener starting their first ever podcast, their journey into this experience, mm. and. Just before all this, Bo was talking about getting a PS4 from one Tanner Goodman, who is the person who did the very first podcast I ever recorded. Whoa, is that true? Yep. What? The very first show I ever did was one of Tanner's shows. I was a, oh. I was a guest on that. So Wow. What show? Yeah, what was it called? Uh, it was called Arcanum of Azeroth. All right. A wow awesome. thing. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Okay. Well, look at we've come full circle, everybody. We're all connected. What what were you what were you doing on the show? What was the the shit? Uh, they, what was the, I think I was the you, person who talked about how to get achievements. I don't know. The whole idea was like we would talk. One person would talk about how to get mounts. One person would talk about how to get pets. One person would talk about how to get achievements. I can't remember which one I was. That was one uh, of those three. You were one of oh, those so guys. So you were regular. I was regular. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were good. Okay, cool. Well, nice. I didn't know that. No. Yeah. And now Sorry, here we are. And, you, now, keep... and now that led to you getting a PS4 somehow. <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, thank you, John, and thank you, Tanner, for being incredible people. That's very nice. Uh, I'm so excited for you to get that because now you have no reason not to play that game. You can just play Spider -Man. it. Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, and Spider-Man, dude. Spider Spider-Man. Do I have the disc <laughs> version of that? No, man. if I had the disc Saputer version, man. I would totally lend you that game if I had Activate it. Activate the Saputa Man. I, I only have it on, um, I only have it digitally or I'd send you my copy. Dang it. Because that's, that's a, fine. That's that's a fine. good game. Honestly, um, Tanner did offer to send some games along with it. But knowing the way I play games, I said, don't send anything because I tend to be very tunnel vision about what I'm doing in gaming. So chances are it'll just collect dust anyways. Yeah. Like I, I'm playing two months ago i'd be playing black desert online like my life depended on it now I'm, it's like i've never heard of the game uh, oh Eternal right what do you, know you think mean? you ever return to that thing or, or or what what do you think there i don't know i did spend 20 dollars <laughs> on the on the cosmetics 
I've been heavily invested, Scott. (laughs) Bought twenty dollar panties. You don't just turn your back on twenty dollar panties. Pretty we'll say that that's true. (laughs) So all right, we got it. We got a fun thing in the chat room real quick before we go today. Uh, Carmel in the chat says, "Oh no, I've never watched it live, and now I'm experiencing podcast dissonance where I find out what voices are connected to human faces." All right, so welcome to everyone's worst nightmare. Uh, I'm the ugly one. Now let's take a look at Bo. This is Bo Schwartz. He is, for some reason, sideways and long-haired. I'm I'm the ugly one. I've met Scott in real life. Your camera's Definitely. like your camera looks like it's on permanent. Like you're sliding. Oh yeah, it's it's tilted. It's on purpose. We're doing something a little different. Oh, today. I like it. Yeah, he's he's because unsettling us with Dutch angles. Yeah. Everybody now that they're at home, like everyone's getting into the podcast game. So we got to be different. So yeah. I just tilted my camera and like we're ahead of the curve, yep. trend setting. There already. you go. We've done it. And then there's John. John is this one. Here. I'm, <laughs> he's this one <laughs> i'm the one who gets confused for brian Ibbett. yeah he's the one who knocks uh anyway so now you go there you go carmel <laughs> do you feel better now do you feel better about seeing these ugly mugs and knowing that we look like what we look like or is, or is this scared you, know you there's, off there's light at the end of this tunnel because the first time you see a voice it's there's that dissonance like yeah. you said yeah it throws you but after a while it becomes beautiful yeah yeah, just, just 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 sleep on it. Give it a little bit of time. You'll realize no, these guys are yeah, pretty good. Yeah, we're the all thing right. We hear most often, or at least that I see most often in the chat, is they, based on voice, thought that I would look like Bo and that Bo yeah. would look like me. Yeah, that yeah. seems to be the thing that most people say. That is so weird because I don't I don't have a reference. That, it that. happens very often. Yeah, it's not like a one time thing. It happens a lot. A lot of people think you guys are flipped. And I've had people say in the chat when they're first time saying, you need to put up names. I don't know which one's which. I think that's Bo, but I'm not sure. Like, they don't know. And I that boggles my mind because in my head, well, everybody I work with, I see pretty soon in the relationship of working with people. Like, it's rare that I don't see somebody's face for like a really long time. Like, even back in my early 2004, 2005 podcasting days, I wasn't, you know, I saw Dunaway like the third day, day I ever talked to him. Um, so I knew what he looked like and man, he was a totally different dude looking then. But anyway, the point is I just, it boggles my mind when people can't put the face to the voice. So, but I understand it and I'm glad you're here and I hope it didn't freak you out too bad. All right. We're pretty ugly dudes, but we're ugly and and we're together. Also, everybody should email in if you haven't seen us, what you think we look like based on. Oh yeah. I want to know that. And if you're an artist, or at least a little bit of an artist, can sketch what you think we look like. Oh. I don't think Scott doesn't seem to want to see that. So this can just, only go well. I mean, I kind of do. I kind of do. Schwartz. Yeah, you know oh, what? No. I, I actually, am, I'm down for this. I would like to see this. Yeah. And if, if you haven't seen what we look like, yeah. just give us a quick sketch. Yeah. Don't spend hours on it. Just sketch what you think. If you're an artist, you type, you can draw. Yeah. And send Please, us, I'm curious, send us like, um, you know, on Twitter uh, at Bo Schwartz at John underscore Jagger at Scott Johnson or at core show, whatever you want to do. Um, or core pod, not core show core pod is our podcast. There's our freaking Twitter account, or you can email us, just go to the website, hit the contact thing and you can send it to us. I would love to see interpretations of people who have never seen us. That would be yeah. amazing. Go ask your family, your significant other that you're embarrassed to show, uh, share the show with. Yeah, I mean, uh, what's the worst that could happen? Well, that's a that's a loaded question, isn't it? 
I mean, yeah. if they drew me looking like Donald Trump, they just like, sent I'm... three poop emojis. <laughs> gotcha. Because <laughs> gotcha. I think you're poop. Because you're like poop. You're ugly as poop. It feels like this should be a contest. There should be like, we should have people just send in drawings of us if they haven't seen us before. Let's do it. And they can win something. Yeah. I've been told we many, don't know. Many, uh, I've been told what? many times that people think I'm short. And then they meet me. Oh my god! And I'm six four, and I'm not short. You uh, are a tall person. I'm a very tall yeah. person. And the other thing about me being so tall is, how many really old people do you meet that are tall? You don't, do you? You don't see them. Not only is Scott tall, they die, and you wouldn't get this from his demeanor, <laughs> but he could take out a lot of dudes too. <laughs> I don't know, like, man. On, based on size alone, I mean, like not that, like, like you're not you're not big in like a rotund way. You're just like. Like I think with a bit of working out, you'd be like a muscle man. Oh yeah, honestly. I intimidate. Like, you talk about going jogging and stuff, and I'm like, you look like a pretty fit dude. Like overall, people see me and they th- and they get it. it. I I do tend to intimidate people, which I don't understand because I feel like the one that's intimidated by almost everyone else. But people yeah. say that they're like, oh man, I'm so nervous around you. Why? Well, because you're tall and scary looking. Like what are you talking about? I am not yeah, you scary can, looking. You can pick somebody up and just stuff them in the trash can. And- walk away yeah. yeah just be done you're done at that point yeah like that's what i'm always laughing when you're like some kid does something wrong and you're all in their face and i'm like oh my god it's like an mma fighter coming i'm like you cut me off you bastard <laughs> see maybe that's why sometimes it freaks people out but i don't notice it because i don't feel that like i'll walk well, into a room i might be the tallest person biggest person there i don't think about it though i think about all the things that are wrong with me i just go oh yeah. man Hope they See, don't my problem me. is I'm too short, so I don't recognize levels of tallness. You're all too tall to me. Yeah, but when because... I hang out with you, it's I like it because it's this combo of tall and short that erases <laughs> all the all the lines. Like it doesn't matter in a weird. It's hard to explain. It doesn't matter in this weird esoteric way when I'm with John that I'm like, you know, two feet taller than you are, or whatever. I don't know what it yeah. is. No, it's everybody. When we did that heroes, uh, that heroes meetup, yeah, I, I found out all my friends skew tall, because there's this. It's not going to show up great. On, sorry, podcasters. I found this image yeah. of everybody gathered around. Look at how tiny I am compared to everybody else <laughs> in this photograph. Well, it's not fair when you're there with with Kyle because he's nine feet tall. Uh, like. Bo is the closest, and he's I'm still half a head over. taller. I'm than hunched me. over slightly, I think, there to in order to be able to get John. And I have tall. I have the tallest person and the shortest person, I think, in the group. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I have to put my arms around both of them. So I'm like, I think I had to adjust my height to make it work for yeah. both people. Kyle is a um, big, tall mother scratcher. Um, makes me feel short when I stand next to him. So. Yeah, but see, he he's tall, and I, he might be listening right now. He's taller, but like, I don't get the same impression that I get from you that you could take somebody out. Oh, that I really could beat wanted. the shit out of somebody. You, like you, you're Popeye. You, I watched you watching Popeye, and I'm like, you're kind of like Popeye. <laughs> like, I just I get the impression you could just punch someone and put their lights on. Kyle doesn't get like that impression. Popeye. I've never heard but, anyone say you're kind of like Popeye before. That's new. Yeah, I, like I mean, that. you don't look like him or anything. No, I don't no, want no. to offend you. Just, it's, but I mean, you just you look like you have like, yeah, look at that. Like, imagine getting socked in the face with one of those. Fists. Come here, like, you was... mother effers! I got gotcha. you. So, which makes it even more fun when I go <laughs> while I play a scary video game. 
<laughs> Big tough yes. guy, Scott, playing the video games. All right, uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for watching tonight, and uh, come back and do it again live with us next week. We hope you're all safe and healthy and well. Don't forget to support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash core show. It is how this show is run. We appreciate any and all you can do over there. Uh, big thanks for that. Also, uh, what else? That's it. Uh, oh, and then uh, don't forget next week, John and I will start playing that thing. We'll have a show next Wednesday as well. We'll follow up on that then. And uh, between now and then, we hope you'll visit us at frogpants.com slash core because everything's there that you're going to need. That'll do it for us. For me, for John, for Bo, we'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com.